Welcome back to the newest episode of the All Over Podcast. It's your boy Zion along with Norm. Yes, sir. And this is a special episode, something I've been wanting to do for a while, long before Pride Month. Um, I wanted to get a chance to talk to a member of the LGBTQ community because I have a lot of questions and I just feel like instead of us going back and forth and taking guesses about what it's like, we can talk to, you know, here straight or someone who's part of that community. So if you don't mind, Mr. Michael Colby, can you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Michael Colby. I, um, am a sort of a podcaster, not sort of a podcaster. I'm really a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm just, you know, a, a kind of regular guy who likes to talk to people and, you know, uh, talk about all sorts of different stuff. So, um, I am, uh, I'm bisexual, uh, which is why I'm on here today. But uh, I, I sort of like to let people know that that's sort of not a huge part of, you know, somebody's uh, like sort of anybody's identity. That that feels important uh, to let people know that that's not you know, most people's whole thing. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. So, Mr. Colby, I had, I know I sent you some points that we would touch on, but something came to mind and I hope you don't get offended by this. If not, we can edit it out or you can tell me to shut up. Um, <laughs> are you religious at all? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Um, do you have any like religious family or friends? Cause I'm just wondering like what kind of pushback would you, could you have possibly gotten from like Christians or things like that? Um, well, I grew up very Catholic. Um, oh. my grandparents were very Catholic and, uh, uh, one of my aunts is still, um, but it, it wasn't as, as big of a deal as I would have thought, uh, considering, considering, you know, sort of how <laughs> I'm trying to think of a concise way to put this. Cause I, I tend to ramble. Um, that's perfectly fine. We do the same thing. Just, <laughs> whatever's on your mind, say it. Um, it, it just, the way that people are portrayed, um, anymore, it's like, Oh, you know, Christians, Catholics, they hate, you know, queer people. And the queer people are, you know, wearing leather and underwear marching down the streets. And it's like, for the most part, that's not how it is. Um, You're going to have you're going to have extremists on any side of anything that you do. But for the most part, you know, I find most religious people to be, you know, perfectly reasonable people, just like, you know, most of most queer people are just like normal people. And that's just, you know, how it goes with sort of everyone. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you didn't get because you know you hear a lot of stories like I came out against my Catholic parents and I got like disowned or you know crazy stories like that. So I'm glad that that happened to you. Yeah, no, it, it no, it was it was. I mean, <laughs> uh, my dad's side of the family, not my dad himself, uh, but that that side of the family is Jehovah's Witnesses, and I don't see them very much anymore uh but otherwise yeah it it's been perfectly cool with <laughs> with everyone so like how how was coming out for you because i know a lot of times like i have a cousin who came out and we were all like uh yeah we know you're just waiting for you to tell <laughs> <laughs> i also have a cousin who uh just came out very recently uh in his late 30s and everybody was like yeah yeah we've known since you were you know three years old (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) um (sighs) nobody no no nobody was really surprised i i am very like masculine like i'm i'm 6'1 265 you know bearded sort of very masculine sort of guy um but even even then i was i think 15 when i started dating and i actually thought i was gay for a long time um until i i started you know just like anything else you know you're figuring everything out when you are a teenager Mm -hmm. so you know, most of my first attractions were to guys and it was like, okay, okay, well, I guess I'm gay. And this was in the nineties. The so it was like a thing, but it wasn't like a big thing. Right. right. It, it was still kind of weird. Um, but then after a while, I'm like, I started like seeing, you know, girls that I was attracted to. And I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe I'm straight. And then it was like, you know, and then it was like, oh, no, there is a, another <laughs> option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, oh, OK, cool. And it, it was all <laughs> I have a thing for singers. So it was like it was like at first it was like David Bowie and, you know, uh, <clears throat> like Freddie Mercury and and all these guys who, you know, our, our singers for rock bands have good voices and then like and then like i discover blondie and you know joan jett and it's like oh no wait a second <laughs> and then you know there's like a lot of androgynous people in in music and it's and it's like that was sort of where everything that was sort of where everything came from was from the music I listened to like, Oh, you know, all of these people are hot. I, I wish I knew, you know, I wish I would have grown up with more internet access. So I would have known that these feelings I had were like normal because I, I grew up in, in like a small town and it was just like straight people. And I felt very weird. Um, But then you know, as you grow as a person and, you know, meet new people, 
And then the internet comes along when I'm, you know, a teenager. And it's like, you start to figure out that, that more people are like you than, than you think when you're growing up in a small town. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I was wondering, like, have you ever in your dating life, have you ever ran into someone who was, be it male or female, who was kind of uh, turned off by the fact that you were interested in both male or females? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it it, it seems it seems to be getting better. Um, I have been married for a while now. Um so I've been out of the dating scene for for quite a while, but um, but yeah, back in the day, uh, it seemed to be it, yeah, it seemed to be you had you had to pick from a very specific dating pool um, because. I'm sort of used to this because in my life, I, I'm always like, I'm not like smart enough to be a, like a geek, but I'm too smart to like hang out with, <laughs> with like the jocks and stuff. Like I've always been too much of this thing and not enough of this thing that I sort of exist in a middle place. So just like everything else you know when i was dating it was like uh like oh no you like girls too gay guys are weird about that and then oh you like guys and then straight girls are weird about that and it, yeah it it always seemed to be a weird thing i did all right though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because i was like i know that a lot of people tend to like for some reason, people just, I'll say, like, as far as, like, men, men can be, or uh, women, sorry. For some reason, I've found that a lot of straight women, for some reason, don't like the idea of a guy being bisexual. And Yes, uh, that, uh, that seemed to be more of the case. But also, the girls who were into it were a lot more into it <laughs> than the guys who were, like, okay with it. Oh, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I did have one, I did have one relationship with a guy. Um, we're not going to get into it cause it has a tragic ending, but, um, but we were, you know, both bisexual and open. So uh, that was, that was probably the wildest time I had, but also like the most free. I ever felt because it was just like, Oh, you know, we're both, we're both like, you know, we're sort of dating each other, but you know, Oh, you see that girl, you see that guy go ahead. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. So have you ever, um, have, have you ever been like shamed in any way for you know being bisexual whether it be at work out in public or because it seems like your family's been pretty supportive so have you ever had a situation like that oh yeah uh like i said i grew up in a small town so um you know i would be out 
you know, holding hands with a guy or whatever. And, you know, people would drive by and yell. Um, we did. Uh, <laughs> I I always I like this story. It's it's pretty short. Um, we were at a movie one time uh, and we're sitting there, you know, doing normal <laughs> 17, 18 year old couple stuff um, at the movie theater. And these dudes were sitting like three rows behind us. And uh, they're like, I, I found this out later because a mutual friend, you know, was was there. And uh, he he said, did you see those guys who were sitting a couple rows behind you? I was like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, yeah, they were waiting out in the parking lot to beat you guys up. But then we came out of the thing and I like I said, I'm six foot one and 265 pounds. Uh, and he, he was bigger than I am. So, <laughs> so uh, they did not try to uh, beat us up in the parking lot. <laughs> well, I know my co-host has, I do have some uh, questions for you. So, <clears throat> Growing up, going to school, what was it like for you? Like in school, like did you know that? Uh, well, I know you said when you were younger, but did you know at that time that you were um, a part of the community? And um, if so, uh, what challenges did you face while in school and things of that nature? Because I know a lot of kids can be kind of jerky about those type of things, <laughs> especially nowadays. Um, I'll answer the second question first. Okay. Um, Yes, it was it was a problem because once people I'm a private I well I used to be I'm I'm on a million podcasts now so everything that I do is sort of broadcast out there but you know for the most part I I was a private kid I didn't I never dated anyone at my school because of how small of a school like how small of a town it was right, um right. but once people found out you know from you know it, it, the town being small you know i could go to two towns over to go on dates and stuff and somebody would see me eventually um so yeah it, it did get a little bit weird there um but you know, I graduated high school in 1997. So in a small town with, you know, limited to no internet access, there was, there was no community. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just sort of, you know, the eight, <laughs> the eight other queer people that I knew. Um, was the entire community for us until, you know, until probably two years after we graduated when, like, everybody had the internet and everybody sort of knew what was going on. Right, right, right. Okay. I, I see. Okay, so um, as far as you being in the uh, LGBTQ community, how can I, I want to word this question the right way. Okay. It's so, it's fine because if it, I I actually like this because it seems like you guys don't probably don't you know have too much experience with this sort of thing, 
but the fact that you're like open to it and trying is great so you know ask your question if there's something weird about it you know i'll say something but i'm not going to get offended because i i know that you guys aren't trying to be weird about it (laughs) you know what i mean of course over here you know it's just it's all love we don't we don't judge we don't discriminate you know it's all love over here man so um, i'm glad that we even have the chance to converse with you you know it's it's an opportunity that um honestly i've been i've been looking forward to me personally i went to uh performing arts um and there was a lot of um people in that community Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying i I necessarily had to adapt to it or anything like that but you know i was pretty much kind of always around it so having uh conversations like this is, is it's just always been pretty pretty you know pretty cool to me to know that there's different people around the world um you know into different things and things of that nature and it's just like not everybody's normal and i it's good yes everybody's different yes so. but um the question that i was trying to ask you was <clears throat> being a part of the uh of the lgbtq community with you you know like i said being in that community um i know you said you grew up in like a, a catholic type of environment but mm-hmm. um when you did like were you in, ever in in the church and stuff like were you were you around uh you know like the catholic church and you know things of that nature or not really oh yeah um i grew up we went to church every week uh we went to sunday school um i was an altar boy which i shouldn't have to follow that up but i always do uh, nothing weird ever happened. It was it was very you know normal type of of thing. Um, yeah, I w- I was in it for till I was twelve or thirteen, um, which was when you know I I started I, I started questioning the church before I started questioning you know my sexuality or anything. Right. But but yeah, I, I definitely grew up in the Catholic Church for sure. Like going to church every week, like being in it, in it. Yes. Okay. So with having access to media and things like that and uh with the community, the LGBTQ community spreading so much and you know, got you guys getting Pride Month and things of that nature, how much has that impacted you? Um it hasn't impacted me personally um a lot because like i said even in the 90s you know i i'm sort of a a different type of person like i don't let a lot of stuff bother me um and i i did have a supportive family so i didn't grow up grow up with a lot of hardships but um Pride Month and and all of that stuff is so important to the people who didn't have that kind of upbringing. Um, it's because a lot of people and it seems like I don't know if it's getting worse, but it seems like it's getting worse, like people who would have been extremists back then are sort of worse now and you know there might not be more of them 
but the ones that are like that are worse. So for kids, especially, you know, just coming into it and just like anything else, you know, people, people see on the street, you know, a straight couple, you know, a, a, a straight presenting couple holding hands all the time. Um, they see them kissing, you know, a little smooch on the cheek all the time. You see that all the time. Right. But as soon as a same sex couple does it, it's, it's automatically sexualized and, you know, yeah. oh, this is terrible. And this is what these kids are growing up with. Um, so it's so good for them to know that it's not like it's normal like right, people right. people are like this so so yeah I, I i love pride month um i think you know the fact that people get so upset about it i think makes it more important because then you you know who you know you might see your weird uncle or, you know, I, I always say weird uncle, but um, you might see somebody posting stuff during pride and it's like, okay, that's, that's the person in my family that I have to avoid, right. you know, for my own sake, you know, it, it, it weeds people out and it also gives the the kids uh, I, I keep saying kids i mean like you know teenagers coming into their sexuality just like you know straight kids you start getting the hormones and the feelings you know at 13 14 15 that's that's yeah. when it happens for everyone right, right and people are like you know the 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 zealots uh are are like why are we teaching this stuff to our kids? It's like, yes, they are kids, but at the same time, that's when this stuff happens for everyone. Right. So they should know, they have to know that, you know, it's normal. It's, it's okay for you to have these feelings because that's who you are. It, it's, it's not a choice. It's not, you know, right. if it was a choice, like, the people who think it's a choice, like choose to be gay for a month, see what it's like. And then you can just go back, but they won't cause they can't. And it's the same way for, for queer kids too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I definitely understand that. Um, personally, I've grew up in a Christian household and, um, you know, it was always, I'm not going to say it was my family, but in the Christian, uh, community, I've always seen, um, which is kind of unfortunate, like, I'm not going to say any names on this podcast, but uh, we did have a, a member of the LGBTQ community that went to our church. And, you know, it, it kind of sucked because while they were in a church, um, you know, they were they would talk about her and, you know, they would like say all of these negative things about her. And I haven't seen her in church in a long time. So seeing things like that and, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, it just it just sucks. So, uh, how does that how does that make you feel? Like knowing that there's well, you were just talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 
not even only in the 90s and things like that, but like you said, it's a lot worse today seeing um, these things still happening and seeing, you know, inequality, no matter what you are and what you represent, seeing things of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. how, how does that how does that make you feel? Well, like I said, you know, I said at the beginning, you know, religious people, for the most part, are, you know, again, just just like everybody else. Um, and there are a lot of churches that are, um, accepting. So just like your weird uncle, you know, you can cut that church out of your life, but still, you know, have a church to go to, you know, all the Unitarian churches and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think the, 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 what the UCC churches, the United Church of Christ, are usually pretty cool about it um so you can still you know have your relationship with god and be queer and it's like fine but just like that weird uncle you know you have to get the the toxic you know religious people out of your life and and just you know but then you can still be you can still, you know, go to church and, and do all your, your regular, you know, Christian stuff. Right. Um, and it's, it's easier to do that way. And I hope that, I hope that that's what happened to um, the woman from your church. I hope she found somewhere to go that she could, you know, keep, keep, you know, her relationship with God going. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and and in a more accepting environment. Yeah, because I know though there there's always going to be negativity in this world. Like you know what I mean. No matter what you are, uh, where you are, for who sure. You are, and you know, and there's definitely <laughs> don't don't let me make it sound one sided. There are mm-hmm. definitely you know people in you know in our community who are like we need to get rid of all the churches and those people are also wrong. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, man, it just, uh, it really just kind of, um, it, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, how, how the world operates nowadays. It's like everybody wants, wants, you know, positivity, but then there's just like always so much negativity around the corner. Like all of the hate crimes that have been going on lately, uh, whether it's towards um, towards you know the the LGBTQ community, whether it's towards you know minorities and things mm-hmm. of that nature, it's just always there's always going to be negativity around the corner. So just seeing um, communities like uh, like us, you know the the, uh, the the minorities and like you know the the, the black community and um, you know the LGBTQ community coming together has always just been uh, it's always been uplifting to me to just see people just come together as one. And, um, you know, it's just always been a beautiful thing to me. So, yeah, I, I do wish that, um, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't want to get political on your show, but it, it always, it, if, if like, if, if the LGBT community and, you know, the Jewish community and, you know, the, the black community and, you know, everybody who's sort of, oppressed could work together instead of um you know fighting with each other 
right man we could make this we could make this world a much better place yeah man it's cool that you touched on the fact that like you're not one of those uh people that like are against the church now and it's it's cool to hear that because you know i firsthand heard things like oh homosexuality is a spirit and it's a demon that you have to pray out and just a bunch of bogus ideas about people that are gay or bisexual it's just like they it's i don't think it's a spirit i don't think it's a demon that should be prayed out it's just who you are and there's nothing wrong with and it sucks that people even have that bias, uh, you know, that ideology, you know, to, to shame you based on what you like. The world yeah. should never ever be like that, man. So. And it's it's so hard to get somebody to change their thinking um, when it's based in their religion. Because right. for a lot of people, their religion is their whole Facts. identity. Facts. Um, but But, yeah, that's why... I usually don't I, I usually don't come out with, you know, any of my sexuality stuff early. It's usually I I'm I don't know if you guys notice, but I'm pretty easy to get along with. Yeah. Um, I make yeah. friends pretty easily, you know, sort of anywhere I go, you know, I can talk to people and, and have a good conversation. And I feel like if you can get a relationship with people first and then, you know, not, not necessarily put it out there, but once it comes out, because it always does. um, Once it comes out, then you can be like, Oh, you know, somebody might say, you know, Oh, I don't, I don't associate with gay people or whatever. And it's like, you, you sort of are right now. And then you can get them thinking a different way like this is a person that you know and like and now you're finding out and it's like too late because too late you already like me <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way i i like to approach it anyway um you know it's something i wanted to touch on and i think that it's it's something that i What's the like? What's the biggest stereotype you think that people have about, um, I'll say, bisexual or gay men in general? Because you know, I've been told, like, as a straight man, mm-hmm. I remember growing up, people would tell me, "Oh, don't hang out with gay men," or you know, if you hang out with gay men, then it's going to be assumed that you're gay. Like, how 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 do you feel about that? Um, I've also heard that. Um, I've never met, you know. A lot of straight guys think, you know, oh, if you hang out with somebody who's attracted to men, they're going to hit on you. They're going to do this. In in my experience, um, there's never been a straight guy who's hanging out and be like, oh, no, I'm straight. And then people are trying to pressure them into it. It's not really something that happens. And if it does happen, the person doing the pressuring is the person who's wrong. Like, just like, you know, guys trying to pressure women into going home with them, you know, when they're at the bar, that's the person who's wrong. Uh, It's the same way. Um, But I've never had that that experience. You know, everybody's pretty cool. I I also don't go to clubs and bars and stuff. I'm I'm not that type of person. Um, But, you know, when there's a group. And it's like, oh, no, you know, I'm not interested. It's like, fine, ne- next one. 
I just I, I feel like it's it's the most bogus idea ever to think that just because someone's that a man in particular is gay or bisexual that he's attracted to every man he's around because yeah. me, me as a straight man, I'm not attracted to every woman I see. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that's it, it's one of those things. It is one of those stereotypes. It's like it's like like I said, you know, you see a same sex couple walking down the street um people sexualize it right away i guarantee you that those people are doing exactly what you and your wife are doing like for the most part it's not sexual it's mostly just love going to the grocery store and you know watching tv together (laughs) and doing normal couple stuff Mm -hmm. but for some reason as soon as somebody sees the same sex couple it's it's sexualized and that's weird because you're like the person who's making it that way is the one who's being weird about it like the other people are just doing their normal stuff you know if if you say you know say you're a straight couple married and your sex life is five percent of your life that gay couple you saw on the street, their sex life is 5% of their life as well. They're right. doing exactly the same stuff that you're doing. Except they get to usually sh- share their clothes with each other. <laughs> that's that's the big difference. Right. At least that I found. <laughs> gotcha. So I actually wanted to touch on something. Um, and I really wanted to ask you this because usually uh, I've had this conversation with people that are not in the LGBTQ community, but um, I wanted to ask you about how they, uh, they've started to really represent uh, the LGBTQ community in like the kid shows. I wanted to, to get your take on that and how you felt about that. Um, I think, think as long as again um if you are going to put couples into your show you know if you have a a show that's for 5 year olds mm-hmm. and you represent a gay couple the same way you would represent a straight couple you know i think it i i think that's fine because It's not, you know, it's not showing kids, you know, whatever. It's just showing kids that, you know, just like your mom and dad, um, there are dads and dads or moms and moms. Um, So as long as as long as it doesn't like go any further than you would with a straight couple, like if it's again, you know, holding hands or, you know, a kiss on the cheek or whatever in a kid's show, if you would do that with a straight couple, do it with a gay couple, that's fine. But if you're, I don't think they should have anything more than that in kid's shows, period, about anything. (laughs) So yeah, um, as long as you treat it the same as you would a straight relationship, I, I think it's great. Because the sooner that kids know that that's out there, it's not going to be weird for them. Then you won't have to explain to your kids why you're seeing two guys walking down the street, holding hands, right? Because they already know about it. 
Exactly. Okay. Well, um, with all of that being said, man, um, I I feel like me personally, I don't necessarily say I don't want to like I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. One hundred percent. I I definitely understand everything that you mean by that, and I one hundred percent totally agree. And you know, I will say you really did make a a, a huge point in there about um how they're going to do it with a straight couple, just like a kiss or, you know, holding hands and things mm-hmm. like that. And if they're doing it with a gay couple, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, how do you, do you, do you, because there is a narrative out there where they feel like uh, they're pushing like the LGBTQ, like the, they're pushing that on the kids. What do you think about that? Because um, that's, re- that's really the narrative that they, that they try to come up with when they converse about this. this yeah. Time. It feels it feels like now I don't know because I find it very hard to have a conversation with somebody who is that deep into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go by sort of what I see. Um, but it it feels to me like it feels to me like the same way, you know, people get mad about like when oh no now i can't remember because that movie was so bad um (laughs) (laughs) when they did that fantastic four movie Mm -hmm. um and johnny storm uh was black and people were like really mad about it and it's like oh no the character johnny storm is white he you know they're doing this and that it sort of feels the same it's like it's like oh they're they're pushing on us that we need to accept you know black people that's what it feels like when they say stuff like that right i feel like it's the same thing you know you get more representation and then all of a sudden everyone that you see on tv and movies is no longer a straight white guy and that might feel weird to somebody who's used to always seeing straight white guys on the TV right? or in their movies or in their comic books. Um, and sure, there are creators, you know, doing it disingenuously and like trying to cash in on it. Mm-hmm. But there's people trying to cash in on you know everything that's what some people do they they cash in on on what's hot right now but then you have you know you have shows like steven universe that's like a lot of that show yeah it's like it's like normal queer representation in a good kids show it's not sexualized it it it's just normal and you know, some people are going to get mad about it. Some people are going to say that they're pushing stuff down your throat, but in reality, they're just trying to get their, you know, when it, I don't want to, I'm not going to like push my podcast, but um, we have a podcast that's scripted. It's a comedy show and like my character in it is bisexual and we have trans characters played by trans people and we have right. lesbians played by lesbians and we put that stuff 
out there because that's what we know. So when queer, you know, cartoonists make a cartoon, they're going to make it about the stuff that they know. Yeah, right. Like, so it's not it's not pushing stuff down people's throats. It's it's representing themselves. Representing basically. themselves yeah, and then yeah. it feels like pushing it down their throats to people who Aren't are used that. to getting straight white guys pushed down everybody else's throats. You know right. what I mean? I feel that. I definitely <laughs> I can definitely uh, agree with that for sure. So um I have w- one more thing to, to ask you. So yes. If there is anybody out there that is like that hasn't necessarily came out yet, what advice would you give to them to come out? What 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 uh, you know tips of confidence would you give them, and you know things like that? What would you say to somebody who's facing something like that? Do it when it's safe. Um, when it's safe, if you're if you know that your family is going to kick you out of the house, um, or you know that. So, you know, some people want to hurt, you know, gay people um, when you're out of that situation and you feel comfortable. It's you have to feel comfortable, but most importantly, you have to be like safe. And I hate that I have to say that. Yeah, I was about to say that. It's a shame. That you yeah, no, it, it's terrible. But that's that's the first thing. Like once you're out of your, you know bad living situation or whatever and you can but there's also now it's so much easier to find you know safe places in your community um so it's easier to to be safe now but don't do don't don't do it unless you're unless you're comfortable doing it um but once you are comfortable you will you will be accepted there's there's it's a wonderful community that is ex- it's one of the most accepting communities you know i i've ever seen you know it it doesn't matter your race or your background or anything you know if you're cool they're going to accept you it 100%. it's yeah it's it's wonderful um but but just don't do it if if it's gonna cause you harm yeah absolutely um michael i have one thing that i want to touch on before we close out this is something that i was made aware of um a couple weeks ago actually how do as as a, a bisexual man how do you feel about the word flamboyant? Because I was told that that word is equivalent to the F word when referring to gay people. Oh, um, I, I am not. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't really have, uh, I don't really have an opinion on that one. I wish I did. Um, yeah, I just wanted to because I I heard it another podcast I listened to. Um, there was another and there's a co-host on that podcast, and he mm-hmm. is I believe he's gay. Like just he's not strictly okay. Like, 
Okay. And he ex- he expressed that sometimes the word flamboyant can also be equivalent to you know the f word that you know unfortunately people call. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of that until. Just yeah, now. I I wasn't aware about that either. Um, but Me neither. <laughs> if, if, uh, yeah, if that if that's a thing, um, I will I'll I'll look that up, and if that's a thing, I I don't say that. So uh, I I mean it's not going to change uh how I speak but it, if that is a thing um you know and I hear somebody say it then maybe I can help them uh yeah like to not do that. <laughs> yeah. So oh yeah one more thing. Yeah. Speaking of that how do you feel about people of your community using that word? Um I guess if they're using it to describe themselves, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm as low key of a person as you'll probably ever meet. So I would never describe myself that way. Right. Um, I have used it to describe people, um, but never in a mean spirited way and never, uh, you know, it, uh, again, if it is, if that's a thing, then I won't use it anymore and I will let other people know not to use it if I hear it. But um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah. I, I was listening to the podcast cause I thought, you know, flamboyant, I have heard that word used before, but yeah. I just, I don't even know what that means, honestly. Like <laughs> over the top sort of like, you know, like uh i would i mean maybe you can describe it better but i would think like the over the top like the the over dramatic and you know wearing the big you know drag queens and stuff are often described yeah oh okay gotcha yeah okay okay that's what i would think but uh again i i i I don't have a i don't have an opinion on that so i can't (laughs) i can't I, I'm not gonna make one up here either. <laughs> You're right. So, um, is there anything you wanted to plug, Michael? Before we get out of here, we had a wonderful time talking to you. Where, where can the people find you at, and where, what's your platform? Um, I have a podcast. Uh, well, actually, I have a, a couple of podcasts. Um, if you go over to uh, some nobody's YouTube channel, um, I do a show there called No Time to Binge where we watch the first episode and the last episode of a television show. And then we make up what happens in the middle. Oh, that's cool. That's dope. I like that. <laughs> and then we have another show where it's called PowerPoint showdown, um, where we get an eight slide PowerPoint presentation made by somebody else. And then we have to give like Ted talks about it uh, using the slides that we never saw. Uh, so both of those shows are over on the Some Nobody's YouTube channel. Um, and then I have Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, which is a, a scripted comedy, fully produced, uh, full cast voice acting. That's the one that I was talking about earlier, where my character is bisexual. You know, we have trans people, we have lesbians, we have uh, gender neutral people, Um on the show and they're all you know representing themselves uh nobody's you know one of the important things for that show was that nobody's you know it's not like 
we're not going to get a straight guy to play a gay guy. We're not going to get, you know, a, a, you know, we're not going to get a guy to play a trans guy. Uh, That's not the way we do things over there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's also, it's also not about that. It's about um, an alternate universe, Reading, Ohio, uh, where there's ghosts and, uh, it's, it's a very funny show. I don't, I, I don't want to make it sound because it's, it's not queer focused. It's just queer people doing the comedy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very weird show. Um, we had a, we had our main character's father was a monster that was 72 people Frankenstein together into a huge (laughs) monster that escaped and destroyed the town. Um, in the last episode, my character died. Uh, I got eaten by a dog, but I will be back as a ghost very soon. (laughs) That's amazing, man. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's what I want to put out there. It's, it's not a gay show. It's, uh, it's just a funny, weird show that happens to be mostly queer people doing it. Got gotcha. yeah. Well, man, that sounds amazing. We'll be def- we'll definitely, definitely be sure to check that out. Y'all go check that out. The people that are tuning into this episode. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to, you know, leave the viewers with today? Anything else you wanted to say? Um, no, I think I covered it all. You guys were looking for a half an hour podcast and I gave you almost an hour, which is what I do. So I apologize. I just I just talk and talk and talk. You're just you're you're just fine. You're just like us. We do the same thing. Oh, this half an hour turns out hour and a half. Yeah. No, I I had a great time with you guys. Um I really appreciate I really appreciate this and uh I hope that uh you know I, I hope that I can be on again. I can talk about it. Like I can literally talk about anything. If you need, if you need to talk about anything, I'm your guy. <laughs> Absolutely. I will keep you in mind because I love the conversation 100%. that we had today. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. You have a great day, Michael. You too. All right. Thank you. Young nap, baby.